What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another edition of the best women's boxing show. Period. This is season two. We are in our new studio. I am Cynthia Conte, and of course, I am Giandra LaBeouf, and I am happy to be back in Vegas. The weather is not hot because I brought the cool breeze with me, but an even cooler breeze is a guest that we have with us today. Oh my God, Giandra, you have no idea. I am so excited. When I thought, I'm like, who? You know, when we book our guests, we go through the list of like fighters, and then I'm thinking, I always respond to this man on Twitter. And just like seeing his, the 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 stuff that he goes through at the airport, I watch him on TV. I'm listening to him talk, and I'm like, "Wait, we both worked for them, and we he's given us such sound advice." And th- this man, I consider a mentor. The things that he said to me, and when I ask him questions, but I just, I actually, I want to tear up right now because it's yeah. like we have a legend in studio, Jandra. Yes, we do. Yes, we, we do. Woo! Oh God! All right, the legendary. The one and only Mr. Al Bernstein. Oh my God, thank you. All righty. Well, oh, that was chills. quite the introduction. Why, thank you. I have goosebumps on uh, that one. Well, and let me say this. Both of you are really terrific people. And uh, as you point out, we our paths have crossed in many, many ways uh, in the past. And uh, it's been my, my joy to interact with both of you guys. But now we get a chance to do a show. Absolutely. I know. Thank you, for, thank you for coming in. And we appreciate you. I know that you've been flying around because Showtime has been very busy. Oh boy, He's yeah. kept you busy flying everywhere. But uh, thank God. Uh, but uh, to take some time out and talk to us. And just tell yeah, us. Yeah, happy story. to be here. This is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a little. Uh, there's a little history that you don't know who owns this studio. Uh-huh. So his name is John Orlando, but his dad is Tony Orlando. Oh, okay. yeah. So when we told John that, oh, we have Al Bernstein, he's like, he signed a book and blah blah blah, because you know Tony. We interviewed Tony. Yes. Yeah, Tony's he, a great guy. He's, he's a great. Yeah, we too. sang "Tie a Yellow Ribbon Round the yes, Old Oak Tree." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna expect to hear you sing later. Oh. Oh, yes, uh, but uh, this is this is his son's studio. So. Oh, very good. Yeah, Tony's a great guy. Tony, a big boxing fan, as, yes. you, as you guys know. Yeah, he loves Huge. boxing, so yeah. that's that's great. He told us some great stories that a lot of people don't know. We even have, we saw footage, and even John, his son, told us things that when he was a little mm-hmm. kid about Muhammad Ali, yeah. just like the craziest story. I mean, girl, remember when he was telling us, we're like, what? He was telling us some wild stories out there. There's some YouTube footage. You'll have to wait for the uh, <laughs> Tony Orlando interview to get the full breadth of what we we're talking about. But it was an exciting interview. But even here today, we're going to, before we get into talking about all the things boxing, we have to give you your flowers. Yes, We have to give <laughs> you, you have your to. flowers because what a lot of people don't know who might be new to Cynthia and I is, or just even my own journey in boxing, Al Bernstein gave me my first opportunity because so without Al, there would be none of this. You know, we worked on a project together for Boxing Insider. Mm -hmm. We uh, raised a ruckus. You and I and Claudia Trejos raised a ruckus after Canelo fought Irizlandi Lara. Now you are a real boxing fan if you remember that. And we did a hangout and we were all on the same side of history thinking that Canelo lost that fight to Lara. But more importantly, I just personally wanted to thank you for the opportunity not to mention all of the sound advice I think about all the things you used to tell me and that and it just taught me so much and I 
could not be happier to be here with my twin brain, to be here with you. <laughs> I feel like this is a whole full circle moment. I feel a little teary, too, because literally without you, there would be none of this. Well, I appreciate that. Yes, when I was we were back doing the Boxing Channel, you, mm -hmm. I had you uh, do some reports. And we, like you said, we've, we did other things together as well. I love um, the idea of, you know, uh, having people that you know are beginning or doing things to, you know, try and get involved. I love the idea of trying to be helpful, number one. Number two, then watching their journey as I have yours. So Cynthia, who I, you know, met later than that. But uh, I love seeing people do their thing, uh, find their way in the business. And, uh, you know, I listen, if you aren't going to give back at some point, then I don't know. You know, I've had people be very kind to me. I, You know, when I was starting in broadcasting, um, I mean, when I got on ESPN uh, at way back at the beginning in 1980 when I was five years old. Um, <laughs> exactly <laughs> My nose is growing, right? Um, you know, uh, people like Gil Clancy, the great Gil Clancy, Don Dunphy, the, the, the famous announcer from the 40s and 50s and 60s who I met, they were so kind to me. They were, they were giving. They were, you know. So my feeling is you want to give back. Mm -hmm. I feel like you are a, a, a true visionary. You know, a lot of diversity and stuff in programming is really, really performative these days, especially in the times that we are. But at that time, you made it very clear you wanted to see more diversity, women, yes. people of color, yes. and just all of those things. And I am personally so grateful. I know Cynthia will express her gratitude as well, but you are truly a visionary in that regard, oh, you're particularly very kind. in I, this space. Yeah. You're very kind to say that. Yeah. I believe that a hundred percent. I think it's, it's a part of what, you know, broadcasting, you know, part of it is some of the, the things that happen are for benign reasons, right? They're not because somebody's necessarily because somebody is against it happening, but it's a cycle. Things just kind of continue to roll as they have been, right? Mm -hmm. And somebody, ha you have to break that mold. If you don't break it, you're so, yeah. No, it's absolutely, it's, it's, it's so true. I mean, when you give your flowers to Al, I have to give my flowers. I, I haven't known you that long in a sense, but uh, I think I remember the first time when I found out that I was gonna be hosting Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame with you mm -hmm. pre-pandemic. I was so nervous. That was fun. We had a good it time. It was so, so fun. And I just remember when we were in the waiting room where all the all the athletes or the fighters come in, they're all dancing, getting, I mean, I was nervous and I had my cue cards. And I remember I asked, you know, people would always say, why do you write everything? And I'm like, because I'm a writer. I write. Sure. I go, I don't put things on my phone because my phone can get lost. It can right. die. And you're like, if, if. I, I think the best thing that you said was, if something doesn't go wrong, then this isn't the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know? right, yes. <laughs> and then I was like nervous. I'm like, I need a shot. You're like, that's fine. Me, I'm drinking too. I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. and it just, it calmed my nerves. Yeah. And it just, it was really the, the past two times have been such an incredible time working with you and even uh, Marquez, Raul Marquez. Yeah, right. And uh, uh, Rich Murata. And yep. it was just fun. And I'm thinking, okay, I belong here and you made me feel like I belong there because mm -hmm. oh. when you have all these legendary fighters they'd be like why is this girl standing there you know and yeah. it's always that cliche of women don't know boxing mm -hmm. 
damn sure y'all are wrong. There are some women that know boxing. Yes. But uh, to be able to explain their life in those very, very minuscule right. seconds or minutes. Yes encapsulate what they've been good at and why they're receiving right. it. And I'm just like, listening to you do Floyd Mayweather, I, I was in awe. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, it's just, you know, all the fighters, all of them. Well, you did but, a very good job that night. I, I'm, just, I'm not saying that because I'm sitting here and you were very well prepared and that was the key. And, you know, there is a spontaneity, which was, yeah. was kind of what you're, you're alluding to. Yeah. But you need to be prepared so that you take care of your business and then it'll make you better prepared for those spont spontaneous moments where you have to react to things. Yeah. And you were, and that was, you know, that was fun. But yeah, I wanted to, you know, I guess my comment was probably geared to the fact that, you know what, we, there is no way this thing is going to be perfect. There's <laughs> no way it's going off without a hitch. Yeah. I guarantee you. And the other thing about that event is it's a pajama party. You're there forever. All night. <laughs> Five hours. You could, you could order, you could make prank phone calls and order a bunch of pizzas, you know, and get in your pajamas. You'd be there that long. I know. It was like, if it's under five hours, we are <laughs> we good. Yeah, we did a great job. Salute to that. That was, that was a lot of fun. You guys are uh, collectively, uh, it's been, uh, you know, I've had great experiences with you. And uh, this should not be my last visit on this show. No. I'm just saying. You, it's an I'm open pitching. door. Hey, look, I'm making a pitch. I'm trying to yeah. tell you, come through no. with us. And, you know, and alongside with that, some wonderful advice to me. And this is something that I still hold true. I use it in my entertainment content, too. You told me before, the story is really not about you. It's about the guests. And you should be a vessel for the story because there's so many personalities yes. that make it about them. Yep. And it's not for the people that they're covering. And I really hold that true in dear to my heart it has benefited me in you so that. many I ways see your interviews and you do I got it that you see you. that she's like well, thriving in hollywood and no, entertainment she, I, I love ah. that. you know i you part of this whole business that you know this is inside uh baseball we're talking but but part of this is finding the niches where you can make a make a mark and what you're good at and you and you did that very well with the entertainment interviews and you found outlets for them, and you've 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 done a great job. You make all the guests feel comfortable with you. You're prepared to interview them, and so they want to be interviewed by you. I appreciate, and it. that it is good. why I was like, I kept pitching. I'm like, I need to do a show. We've always been wanting to do yes. something together. For many Thank years. goodness for pandemic. I mean, you, Al, yeah, I'm no, telling you, you made good things. Happen. The stuff <laughs> that we were talking about. Turtle races, yeah. uh, marble, marble races. races. I was, I mean, everything. We're like, how can we, how can we do something? Yeah. And then we were finally able to have the opportunity of who oh. would we want in a show? Mm -hmm. And we had certain people, but it just came down to us two. Yeah, it's good. And and we're thriving. And oh, um, you guys are doing great. And that's, thank and you. That's good. I appreciate the things you're saying because uh, it's part of the uh, to me. What you just said about you know uh, the idea of doing an interview and allowing and allowing the person to to shine, I just am a firm believer in that. And it doesn't mean you get lost. It doesn't mean that you know even when you're you know doing live sporting events. I mean this is a big you know a big topic of debate uh, these days, especially because broadcasting has changed and yeah. people doing live events. Uh, how much do you imprint that event 
don't take it over. Don't try and uh, take it as your hostage for what you want to do. You're there to cover the event, mm-hmm. and you're there to showcase the people that are that are uh, performing in that event. And uh, I'm a big believer in that. And I, it's not always the philosophy that is overriding now in the sports world. In fact, I'm going to say the majority of people don't necessarily. Uh, subscribe to that theory, but I believe it 100%. And I think it's true even when you're having interviews. When I did a, I did a daily radio show uh, on the ESPN affiliate here in Las Vegas for about five years. And um, one of the, when we'd have these, uh, uh, they'd have meetings with, the, you know, a consultant or whatever that would come in. And the, they, they were happy to have me on their station as a national guy. So they almost didn't address me with any of this stuff. They were just talking... But I heard them talking to the other younger hosts, and they were telling them things that were not exactly what I said to you. You know, mm. they were trying to get them to make a mark for themselves while they were in it, because mm. then they, they would make themselves better personalities. And I listened to it, and I didn't get involved, but I, I wanted to say, no, there's ways for you to make your mark at another time during the show. And you can make your mark by, answer, by asking really great questions, Having good interaction with the guests, that's how you do it, not by trying to take over the interview. Yeah, so. yeah it's the anyway. interview is not about yourself, it's about them. It and is it's all about, about questions yeah. and preparation. Vessels. That's all it is. Shout out to the vessels out there. People don't know, uh, 1978 started in your newspaper. Like, you actually yeah. wrote your first book in 1978. And uh, you were in newspaper, you're an editor, you were everything. I didn't know a lot of things about you. <laughs> I didn't know, I mean, I knew you were a singer, I knew you were a broadcaster, but there was a lot of things. Why not just stay a singer and just, you know, be like a Tony Orlando <laughs> or an Elvis <laughs> Presley? Or why did you decide to come in this crazy sport or crazy broadcasting? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I, so I was a newspaper editor in Chicago. I, I, was, I worked in newspapers, and I wanted to be a sports writer, right? That's what yeah. I really wanted to be. But when I got out of school, I got a job with uh, Learner Newspapers, community newspapers, and it was in hard news. And so, okay, I'm in hard news, and I kept trying to get jobs in sports. I wasn't getting jobs in sports. Nobody would hire me for sports. So I... I, Nothing's I, changed here. The right. same, <laughs> yeah. same landscape for women. <laughs> right, that's right. Yeah, women have a different problem. They're they're not hired in sports for a different reason, and for whatever reason, I couldn't. So I kept moving up the ladder. Eventually, I was like thirty years old, and I was managing editor of this chain of newspapers, which was ridiculous. You know, I don't even know why I was at that point. <laughs> I mean, I won this award for reporting. So of course, the minute you win award for reporting, they make you an editor, so you never write again. Right? So, <laughs> That was stupid, but so I'm at I'm the managing editor of these newspapers, and all I want to do is go work in sports, but I'm getting pushed up the ladder. So finally, I I I said uh, I got to do something. Well, ESPN was coming to um, Chicago; they were just starting, and they, I mean nobody knew who they were. They were you know in embryonic s- status, and. They had, were having boxing at four different sites. One of them was Chicago. And I had written this book, Boxing for Beginners. Yeah. I was then covering a boxing for Boxing Illustrated and Ring Magazine um, because I had boxed as a youngster. And I'd written this book on boxing. So it was the natural sport to begin with. I never expected to be the boxing guy. <laughs> I just thought that was an entry thing. And so uh, ESPN came and I, 
I I contacted them, I, and I didn't even we couldn't even get ESPN, so I didn't even know what it was. And I said, you know, I, you don't have to pay me. I'll just do stuff for your broadcast when you come to Chicago, because I knew the Chicago fighters, and they said, okay, you know, they love the part where they didn't have to pay me. Free, free. <laughs> uh, and so I, I got on, and at one point they they interviewed me about my book on the air, and they thought that was okay. And we had a show where Tommy Hearns was. W- had sat in, and he was the guy that was the uh, the analyst with Sam Rosen. And Tommy was struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was there, and they said, could you sit in on the broadcast? And I said, okay. I sat in on the broadcast. They loved what I did, and that was it. I want to oh. go back to that. Tommy Hearns, that's a whole nother story in itself. But I want to rewind to the fact that I never hear people talking on social media. There's always so much discourse about this person's never done this. Why are they mm-hmm. capable or have the uh, the IQ to talk about a sport? You just said something very critical that you use yeah. the box. Yeah. And I never see people talking about that online. How long did that last? And why did you even go? Why were you even attracted to it? Yeah, that's what's her- Two good questions. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, I, what, <laughs> I'm going to go a little deeper psychologically. My dad died when I was 12 years old. Okay. And uh, I was privileged, and I'm going to say this, to be completely influenced by women. Mm. And I say privileged because it was great. I liked it. I thought it was great. But... I, there was something that, because my dad died young, there was a, a feeling, this is going to sound weird, of weakness. Like that, no, you know. That makes sense. They're, yeah, they're like, sense. okay, my dad died young. I was, you know, I felt like I had to do so. I played baseball. You know, I was a good baseball player in high school. I played all the other sports. But I loved boxing. I was a fan, and I said, I need to do this. I have to prove something to myself. I have to just prove that I can get in there and do that. So I went to the, uh, the park district in Chicago that had a boxing program, and I got involved. And for about three years, I was doing uh, boxing in the park district. There was two, there's two things in Chicago. There's you know, the Golden Gloves programs. Yeah. But then not every city has this. Chicago had a very strong boxing program in their park district. And uh, I boxed in that system, and uh, and uh, it was uh, it was great. I had maybe about thirty five, you know, matches, and uh, I was. What was your weight class? Uh, I was fighting at I think a hundred and sixty or in that area. Middleweight. Um, okay. Yeah, and um, it was fun. You know, I, I enjoyed it. It was it was great. Uh, I, you know, I, I won most of the time. I lost some, and I was okay, you know, good enough. And it, it speaks to what you're saying. At least I know what it's like to get inside a ring and have somebody hit you in the head. <laughs> that, yes. So I have to, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I don't like it. It hurts. I, yeah. yeah, when people say you've never right. been in a ring, I'm like, I have. Yeah. I have sparred. I've never fought yeah. like a professional fighter, but right. I don't like getting hit in the face. It, it no. does hurt. I don't have a nose, so like, I'd like to keep my <laughs> Exactly. We have to keep it together. You know, true story, you know, I never told you, I too have been in the ring. Too. Oh. There is a boxing gym that 
that's not far from me in LA called Broadway Boxing Gym. If you watch Ray Donovan, you've probably seen the facade yes. of it Ray yes. Donovan. Oh, okay. And now that gym is actually owned by the rapper D Smoke. He and his brother, okay. the singer Sir, have uh, taken it over. But yes, the hitting in the face was not for me. <laughs> and also what was not for me was the, the big heavy thing they hit you in the abs with. I said, oh, yeah. oh no, ball, hell no. Yeah, the no, hell no. Ball, yeah. Hell no. Yeah, yeah. You roll me. on it and you uh -huh. do all that stuff. Emphasis on the hell no. <laughs> but I still enjoy watching it, for yeah. sure. Shout out to my dad. I know. Uh, yeah, well, Al, I know that there's so much, I mean, there's so much of your life that we have to talk about, but we can't because obviously people, when they watch you, they're going to be like, oh, this is the guy on Showtime. Yes. So, you know, fast forward to being a one of the I, I mean, premier. So, sorry, everyone, but Elite. he's the best a broadcaster. Facts. I call, um, uh, what's his name? Buffer, the golden voice on the mic. You mm -hmm. are the golden voice of broadcasting. I appreciate and, that. And uh, so when you when I listen, I do my homework. I listen to what you say. And, uh, and we've had some incredible fights. Jonder, we're going straight to it. Let's get There's to some it. some fights. Because we're going to run out of time, and I don't Particularly want Particularly in your neighborhood of Showtime. Yeah, and I know you can't give predictions because you're on the mic, or maybe you yeah, can. Yeah, when I'm calling, I just have a rule. When I'm calling yeah. a fight, I don't like to make yeah. a prediction. Yeah, okay, you know? Errol Spence versus Terrence yeah. Crawford. Finally, finally, finally has gotten done. I know you're very excited about yeah. this fight. People say, I mean, it's really a 50-50 fight. The, the betting so, odds, yeah. it I really believe. is. What does one have to do to the other to be victorious? Yeah, uh, and... You know that, and even that, um, in this fight, there's so many levels to that because we know that Terence Crawford. If you look up the term "boxer puncher" in the dictionary, his picture is next to it, right? Yes. He he can box. He he's shown us power. Uh, you know, uh, even in his last fight against Sean Porter, who. You know, he stopped. Now, some people question whether they should have thrown in the towel at that point. His father did. But in any case, he had John Porter in trouble. So he also has power. Uh, so, and for Errol Spence, I mean, one of the best body punchers in boxing, a very aggressive fighter who just is relentless in stalking you and, and, and getting the job done and has a good skill set as well. I think that uh, for... For Errol Spence, the trick in this fight is to, to, to make it as physical as he can against Crawford. Mm -hmm. Crawford is, uh, let's face it, he has come up in weight more than Spence has. Spence is more probably a more natural yeah. welterweight. Yes. Uh, and a bigger welterweight. Everyone always talks about him potentially fighting at 154. He needs to get inside, be as aggressive as he can, go to the body. And for Terrence Crawford, I think... You want to try and make Errol Spence walk into one of your big power shots. He's very powerful when he is countering you and you provide some of that uh, impetus as well. And so I think he wants to counter effectively. He needs to stay off the ropes. He doesn't want to be there and uh, use his skill set to pick Errol Spence apart without allowing Errol Spence to to get his way in. I, one of the things to me that's probably going to be, I haven't gotten this close, but for keys to, the infamous keys to victory, uh, <laughs> um, I think one of the things Errol Spence really needs to do in this fight 
is not abandon his jab mm -hmm. because that'll help him get inside and and he has a really good jab so that's for him that's that's an important thing mm -hmm. in your mind do you have someone you don't have to tell us obviously because no. everyone has someone that they want to win do you have someone in your mind that you would like them to win? Doesn't well, matter if it's Showtime. Doesn't matter who they're signed with, but as a fighter. Oh, you mean in general? For you, like in your mind, who you think is going to win this fight? Oh, this specific fight. I, honestly, I, you know, it's funny. when I, If somebody stops me at the grocery store or something <laughs> like that, and they, and they ask me, and I say, I really think this is a 50-50 fight. And they say, oh, come on. You're, you're, you don't, come on, tell <laughs> me what you really political. think. We're in, the grocery, <laughs> we're in the grocery store. You can tell me. Honestly, I could see this fight going either way. I, I literally, I could think of 10 scenarios going either way. Mm -hmm. I really could. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and to me, that's exactly what makes this such an interesting and compelling fight. And the fact that they're both still, you know, they're, yes, they've gotten a little older than yeah. when this fight was originally planned. But I think we can all say with objectivity, they're still in their prime. They yeah. still are fighting really well. Mm -hmm. So to me, this fight is just um, uh, a pick em fight. And that's why I think people gravitate to it. I think that's why you people are so excited about it. And, you know, every... It seems like every generation, there's a, a, a this is boxing's cross the bear. There's a, a poster, a, one fight is the poster child for, oh, that fight's not getting made, so boxing doesn't make good matches, right? Mm -hmm. It was Mayweather-Pacquiao mm -hmm. for a while. Mm -hmm. There have been other ones. This one has been that fight, and now it is being made. And so I, I think it's, and the reason it's that poster child is that it's so it's such an even fight. What's so intriguing about this is I think about some of their past opposition. For me, when I think of, not because they particularly have anything in common, I look to Errol Spence's fight against Mikey Garcia, mm -hmm. how people had very strong ideas yeah. of how that fight would look. And then ironically, we had uh, Hank Lundy on earlier with mm -hmm. us, who's going to be fighting on the Boxing Insider card coming up this Thursday. And I think about his fight against Terrence Crawford. Yeah. So both of them have a habit of fighting to the level of competition uh, across from them. So with Errol Spence, and I think about the Mikey Garcia fight, there was all these ideas that Mikey was going to outbox him and mm -hmm. he was going to do this and do that. And with Terrence Crawford, who's such a skilled fighter, who's such a skilled technician, it makes me wonder what is the next level for Errol Spence in a fight against him because he turned it to another level when he fought against Mikey Garcia and totally dominated him. Same thing with Terrence Crawford. It started off a certain way, and then ultimately he, he crushed Hank Lundy. So yeah. is it going to be, do you foresee it being a matter of them fighting to the level up opposition? They have a tremendous amount of respect for each other. Mm -hmm. Do they come out fast? Do they come out slow? If you could envision it based on your history of seeing Errol Spence fight and being a fight fan and seeing Terrence Crawford fight, is it a fast start? Is it a slow start? How, do you, how does it look? You know, uh, a lot of that, I think, some of that will depend, I think, on, well, look, Terrence Crawford may decide, you know, because there's the perception that he's the one that has to box carefully at the beginning. We might see a more aggressive start from Terrence Crawford than we anticipate. Mm -hmm. uh, we expect Errol Spence to get his, he wants to get his engine running as quickly as he can. Maybe it won't happen right away. 
because he wants to get that rhythm of attacking, attacking, getting. A perfect example is his fight with uh, Ugas, mm -hmm. when he fought Ugas. It didn't take him that long, you know, uh, and, and Ugas really was fighting well, and I knew Ugas was a great technician. It didn't take, it took Spence a round or two, but it took him not that long to get his engine running and really uh, start going. I think if we're going to see a surprise in how, how aggressive someone is, it might be Crawford, who the perception is that he would box, especially early in the, the fight, to get the idea of how much can I counter and what can I do with him. We may see him be a little more aggressive. I hope so. I know it's yeah. going to be a great fight for sure. I don't think it's going to be a boring fight. I don't At think all. it's going to be just a tactical fight. No, do you? No, no, uh, no. You know, I, I, you know it's, um, Errol is a southpaw, so, and uh, Crawford is a switch hitter. So I'm very yeah, curious right. to see. Uh, I'm just curious to see how... How much does Crawford switch in the fight? Yeah, yeah. because he's used to... You know, I mean, yeah. Errol has fought both. So yeah. I, 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 that's why I'm like, like you said, it's a pick em fight. I do, yeah, really I do not know who's going to win this fight. No, and, Super and, exciting. And, and, you know, either man is capable of doing something during the fight that will surprise us, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like uh, we've seen Crawford especially do things, and Spence too, where you say, oh, I didn't know he had that in his bag of tricks, you know, and then, uh, and, and they get it done. So it's going to be an exciting, and uh, it's going to be such an exciting uh, weekend for, for boxing. It, you know, we'll take over Las Vegas and it'll be just a, a great experience. I'm just finally glad it's done. It's, it's, it's. I'm mad signed. that it's done when it got done. I yeah. know. All this time I'm going to be on vacation. Yeah, oh. she's going to be gone because they thought, we thought it was going to be the 17th and Terrible. then they moved it the 21st. Terrible. Crawford what? Spence, did you not listen to the boxing gods that Giandra asked? I kept didn't texting listen. him like, hey, I'm going to be on vacation. Could you kind of hold off? Because <laughs> it's all about me, of course. Well, I'm shocked that they didn't uh, Why? consider you as the number one priority in that. Right. As they should. I'm shocked. As they should. I'm Call in fact, I'm appalled. I'm going to change my name to Steven Heyman. Espinoza. Jandra Heyman. Jandra Heyman. Al Heyman. Thank me. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call Stephen and say, Stephen, you, you you killed Jandra. Messed one. it up. Oh no! You know what? I've always told Stephen. Stephen, you know this. I always say, I think you need more women on the broadcast. Absolutely. Let us. Jandra and I, we could do a pre-show like the Mortal Kombat guys. Exactly. See, Brian Campbell. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. I'm. I'm putting it out there. We're gonna manifest it. Uh, okay. So more fights because Showtime has. They have been putting out. Fights after fight, Jerron at Jerron Ennis Boots. I'm the president, of the, the president of the fan club. Right he's here. fine. Finally, finally fighting. I don't even know when the last time he fought. Yeah, he's had a long layoff. Uh, yes, and uh, um, he's fighting Roman Villa. Yeah, uh, on uh, July 8th in mm -hmm. Atlantic City. Um, you know, he's in a he's been in a very weird spot, right? Because I feel bad for him. Yeah, That's it's what been it is. interesting because he's. He's probably too good for his own good, right? Mm -hmm. And and uh, nobody's rushing to fight him. Uh, and w there's this, you know, even look at uh, uh, Stan Jonas, who could have fought him and was maybe going to, but, and I don't think Stan Jonas was, this wasn't an avoid, but there was an opportunity. He goes, he's Ian Virgil Ortiz yes. fighting in a terrific fight mm -hmm. that's coming up. Uh, and, but... The cards haven't fallen where uh, Ennis is in a position to take better fights. Uh, now, Via is a good fighter, uh, and he got here because he, he won against Rashidi Ellis, mm -hmm. uh, just barely in a wildly exciting fight. Uh, and, uh, and so he's going to be an interesting challenge for, for Boots Ennis. But we all want to find out how good is Boots yeah. Ennis against the top competition. Mm -hmm. He... 
I mean, Butsenis offensively is ridiculous. Oh, he's like poetry ridiculous. in motion. That's what it is. Now, he could be hit, and he has been hit, but nobody so far has hurt him. I mean, in the fight with, um, oh, I can't remember who it was, uh, Delorme, Thomas Delorme. Yes, yes, yes. Remember, if you remember that fight, Thomas Delorme hit, who isn't a monstrous puncher, but he's a good puncher in the round one, he hits Ennis with a big right hand. And we're like, oh, okay, Ennis shakes it off. About 10 seconds later, Delorme hits him with another huge right hand. This one, not only did he shake it off, it made Ennis go after him. Ennis went after him. The fight was over 45 seconds later. And yeah. I'm like, wow. You know? <laughs> he woke him up. He's like, uh-uh, this ain't yeah. happening on my watch. And so uh, here's the interesting thing. When he gets in against the – because of his offense, he's got – you know, it's a hell-bent for leather style in a way. Sometimes he's available to be hit. Now, what's going to happen when the, when the good punchers in the welterweight division hit him like Lorme did – or a couple other people. I don't know, but here's what I do know. If he can take those punches, holy cow, look out. Because right. offensively, there's nothing he can't do. <sighs> 147 continues to be stacked, continues really to be yeah, really, really the good glamour division. division for sure. Our time is winding down Wait, for I have us. to ask you one other question because okay. okay. I did see it. Stephen Fulton and in um, Inoue. Uh, Inoue. Yeah, people, I mean, I've seen Crazy. people, they're going to, Inoue is going to lose or vice versa. I, I Quick, it's what do you think? It is, it, yes. It's a brilliant fight. It's a fight that has to be done. Yeah, and see, and here's the thing. Inoue, a big puncher, but stepping up in weight. Stephen Fulton, not a big puncher, but a fantastic uh, offensive machine in landing punches. He, too, is a little bit like Ennis. Brandon Figueroa was able to hit him with a lot of punches. Mm -hmm. But Figueroa, of course, is Figueroa. Yeah. He's a yes. machine. But, but so what happens when Inouye hits Fulton? If it does not hurt Fulton or Fulton can get past it, then Stephen Fulton's in business because he's a volume puncher and he certainly has a good chance in that fight. Uh, it's going to be a great fight. I mean, I think it's one of the uh, – 2023 in boxing has been an astonishing year. It's going to be an astonishing year, and that fight is a, a big part of it. All we need is a heavyweight bout to be announced. Yeah. Any of them. Any no, of any, them. any heavyweight fight. We have the Water picture leaves. of us in our matching leopard, and then she posts this matching leopard of two older women. We're like, we're still waiting for a heavyweight bout That's to be announced. That's what we're going to look like by the yeah. time they right, announce exactly. one. Yeah, be, Somebody, Usyk, Fury, Wilder, Ruiz. Well, Wilder did call out Ruiz. string around your... Anything. Yeah, you'll be... Anything. We've got Joshua stateside here now. Yeah, this is exciting. Make it happen. Okay, so Al Burns, you know, I tried to order your book, and it was going to come in tomorrow, so I was like, I can't read it. But she did read your book or listen on Kindle. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to keep this book and, and we're going to get this autograph but um why did you write 30 years 30 undeniable truths about boxing sports and television you know what I go oh, thank you it's a fun read it is not it's not, as you know it's, it's a great I read. didn't write uh some serious tome uh there are some serious uh, thoughts in there but it's mostly me wanting to tell I've had a lot of experiences over the last well I've been at this 42 years now 
And I thought it would be fun to put some of them down that people would get a kick out of. And I is very much in a humorous tone. And uh, I just thought it would be fun to do. And I'm now thinking of doing, uh, uh, you know, doing a sequel to that one. And I'll, maybe I'll make it... Uh, uh, 43 years and 43 undeniable <laughs> Listen <laughs> to this, Giandra. Greatest matches Al Bernstein has announced. Diego Corrales versus Jose Luis mm. Castillo Woo! won. Marvin Hagler versus Hearns. <laughs> Israel Vasquez versus Marquez 3. Rafael Mar Marquez 3. Caveman Lee versus John Lo Cicero. And Juan Manuel Lopez versus Rogers. I don't know how to say his Mitagua, name. Mitagua. Mitagua. Wow. Just the first just three. Or I, wow. I'm gonna, I can read this book in like. It is a quick, oh, yeah. well, it's great a quick, read. It's awesome. It is a very and quick read. And it's summertime too. Summertime. If you're going on vacation. Well, there you go. Pick it up. Yeah. You can read it while you're on vacation. You know, sit by the pool. Uh, not to be too shameless, but I I invited you guys to come during that Spence Crawford weekend, and I do want to mention it. So the folks oh please down. do tell for, them that's yeah, your camera right there. Yeah, that's your know, camera. Gonna, invite everyone. I will be at the Tuscany Hotel and Casino uh, on July 27th. We're going to do as they alluded to. I do do music shows frequently, and in the old days I used to do them all the time in the 80s before the, the fights with Hagler, Hearns, Leonard, and then in the, I used to, uh, that was the Caesars Palace, and then in the, I used to perform at the Mandalay Bay during the 2000s before a bunch of the, some of the Mayweather fights and the other fights. And uh, so I'm kind of reviving that and uh, doing, uh, doing a show at the Tuscany uh, Casino on Thursday, July 27th. Uh, it's at the Piazza Lounge. Uh, we're gonna be doing music. And uh, also doing some boxing trivia and giving prizes away. Ooh. Uh, so we like prizes. There's no cover charge. Come on by. You'll hear uh, you'll hear all kinds of music. I do a lot of the Great American Songbook, but I also do country and blues and some special material. So uh, hopefully, folks will get a chance to. And we'll have a lot of boxing celebrities. A lot of the boxing. Uh, Fighters and personalities would be there. It'll be a fun time. Oh. Everybody's going to be in the house. They're going to be in town. It'll this is fun. on Thursday night. Folks will start arriving by Tuesday for sure. Go mm -hmm. see Al. I mean, there's a whole microphone in front of you right now, Al. <laughs> if you want to give us a few, I just know. shoot. Well, here's a song a that I was written for me many, many years ago uh, uh, when I was at ESPN. It's called the ESPN Blues. There is a song written for you? Uh, I've Drop got several for songs written for, for me. For ESPN Blues? Well, this one, and then I've got another one that we're going to do. I woke up in Chicago, had my eggs and toast, packed my overnight bag, then headed for the coast. The airport's always crowded, but everybody's got to pay their dues. I got the ESPN Sports Announcers Blues. There you go. That's one of many that we'll be doing on uh, on uh, on Thursday night. There's one song I do want to sing with you because I know you've been posting about her. What good is sitting alone oh, in your Liza. room? Yes. Come hear oh, the music yeah. play. Oh, very nice. Life is a cabaret, old chum. Come to the cabaret. I didn't have my Liza. lighter, so oh, I'll put I my know. phone up. Liza yeah, Minnelli. Hey, I, listen, wait. I may get you into my act. I, I like used that. to, I used to well. sing. Well, I it's know. not you like I sang nice. professionally. I like but no, I sang for a while. I, I used to do pageants, I, so singing was my I thing. I did not know that. And no, Cabaret see? was my like number one. Was that one of your go-to songs? Yeah, that was, we did yeah. that lovely. That yeah. was very nice. Yeah, um, yeah I'm a big Liza fan, and I'm all distressed because she didn't get the Kennedy Center honors. So I'm like, you know, I'm going crazy over that. Yeah, he was. And here's the thing. Okay, I should be concerned more about famine 
nuclear <laughs> nuclear warfare, the war in Ukraine, yeah. uh, uh, how we treat people in this country. Instead, what am I spending my time <laughs> on? The fact lies that in lies in the Kennedy Center. Are, so. No, well, see, human beings have layers. We can worry about lots That's of true. things. Thank there you, is. You know we what? have layers. We it's can worry okay. About a bunch of things. We can worry about world peace and Liza Minnelli there, at the right, same thank time. You for, thank you for, uh, for giving me that pep talk. And I don't feel so bad. And uh, as far as the ESPN Blues go, I know every time they put a pound for pound list at the ESPN, <laughs> there's always that too. Oh my you God. Got, that's my other pet peeve, right? I'm, I'm in the, I'm probably in the minority <laughs> there though. I'm just not a pound for pound guy. I just don't, I, I don't see the point of it. I do. I mean, I do understand why people get a kick out of debating it. I just don't see the point in it. I never understand the rules. I, I know. feel like the well, rules are the always different. Like, like what is it? Well, no, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, it's it's to each their own. And even like when right. like Showtime and ESPN and what other yeah. promotions when they put up their best welterweights, they conveniently forget people in other stables promotion. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, and you shouldn't do that. They and, should not. And, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and you try. To put those things up, I mean, right, you you want to make sure, you, you do want to make sure you put up the, uh, and that's another thing, it's my other pet peeve. Uh, what people now sometimes, the boxing, you know, especially in, in, the, in the social media world, like they're all upset, they're all worried about who's promoting a fight. I could care less who's yeah, promoting a fight. Exactly. Make a fight. I could care less what platform it's on. Yeah. Uh, you know, listen, of course, I work for Showtime, I want us to have good fights, but I'm very happy when ESPN has a good fight, when yes. Zone has a good fight, and I want to watch those fights and I want to praise those fights. Yes. yes. And 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 as and especially now here I am, I'm part of it. For a fan, especially, I don't even get why you would care. Why? Who they aren't it. getting paid. Right. They're, they're not right. They, Canelo and them don't know him or yes, you know. Exactly. exactly. You're not you're not Canelo's uncle who's worried about getting, you know, an extra horse. I'm not gonna watch the Lakers because <laughs> the bus right? family yeah. owns them. Right. Or Mark Cuban. No one does that yeah. in football so or basketball I, or any of that. If a fight is a good fight, the, as a fan, that's all I care about. That's you know, all right? we care so, about. We, you know, support uh, fighters, not promoters. Yes, I sound, exactly. I sound like a grumpy old man with all these complaints. We're right, right with no, you. No, we're though. right with this you. This is every right. episode well, you we guys talk are about. Definitely it. not grumpy old men, so I'm okay then. But we no, we talk our shit on. We 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 talk our shit. <laughs> Get off our lawn. That was a, he just, that Get he did his own talk. Lawn, yes. That was considered uh, our talk our shit segment. Talk yes. your shit. Oh, yes, shit. exactly. That was his. That was Al Bernstein's talk your shit segment. He just said it with his complaint. But we that. will edit that Tokyo shit, Albert Stay. Oh, Al, we have to cut it. We're ready. I mean, there's so much. You're going to have to come back well, to the I'll show. Um, I'm going to read this book, and then we're going to talk about it. We go deep Because dive. I'm very excited you to read it. Your favorite Look stories. at this. George Foreman wrote the forward. That's uh, pretty impressive. George did, yeah. She did, inv she did interview him not yes. long ago. He was awesome. I interviewed him during the press junket for uh, the for Big George yeah. Foreman. Yeah, and I did a voiceover for the movie. Uh, one oh. of the, That's um, right. One of the things. But yeah, uh, George is a great guy. I love George. He's a lovely human yeah. being, and you know, make sure you go to the best women's boxing show. Mm -hmm. period, period, and watch our interview yes, with Big George great. Foreman. I'm He's glad. a great I man. See that. This gonna... is such an honor for both of us. Wow. Boxing royalty is sitting in the house, and uh, for sure, you, hey, yeah. I need. You know, I should get. I need to get a tape of that and play it for my wife when I forget to close the garage door. <laughs> 
Xbox and royalty, honey. We got you. Yeah, but sweet, <laughs> but sweetheart, I'm boxing royalty. <laughs> okay. And she'll say, "Good for you." Close the garage door. <laughs> Don't forget to close the garage door. Because there's no boxers in here. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing going on here. The door needs to be closed. That's so funny. Oh, Al, we appreciate you. We appreciate your you time. Uh, we welcome you back anytime, whenever oh, you're in town, when back. you're not calling the fights. We are going to be calling you in very soon because a lot of big fights, and yeah. we'll be like, you know what? Just give us your input. Yeah, yeah. We should do it before one of the, yeah. any of the big fights. And then Always. even when, when eventually the heavyweight, something's going to get announced. I just there, know it. There's bound to be some big heavyweight fight at some point in the next three or four months. I mean, there has to be. So, um, so hopefully we'll get that, and then that'll be fun. And think about the fact that 2023 has been so good without a big heavyweight right? fight. That's pretty amazing. Right? Absolutely. You know, yeah. sure that's so good. So we'll touch back All on right. many of the topics that we didn't get to talk about. I know you fans were like, why didn't you ask this? Why? Because we don't have any more time, but I, Al Bernstein will come back to us. Absolutely. Giandra, any last thoughts? I am happy that we have this great gentleman with us who has done so much for both of us professionally. The mentorship is invaluable. Oh, so if you are looking to forge the path into this crazy, twisty road, this is a good gentleman <laughs> to hit up to get you some sound advice. And if sure. not, if you're not into boxing, go listen to the man sing. And buy his book. And yeah, he has books. He has several books. And if you don't like to read, audiobooks, guys. Exactly. Listen to it when yeah, you're on the yeah. treadmill. You don't even have to read it. You can listen. <laughs> Just listen in. And he does. I did listen to your little audio sample. You do write your own books. You don't have ghostwriters. No, I do write. I do, well, I deal with that in the, uh, in the, in the uh, introduction to the book. I yeah. point out that... You know, I the voice of my mother from the grave uh, saying to me, I, I sent you to college to be a writer. That's right. So right? write your own book. And so I say I had to write my own book because there's nothing like a Jewish mother giving you guilt for the grave. <laughs> right? Oy vey. Yeah, oy vey. Oh, my oy God. Vey. You know, I, had, I better write it myself. No AI over here. No, yeah, exactly. no chat, GP, nothing. None of that. All right, Al. All right, well, make sure. So, Al, thank you very much. And make sure you guys go to his show during Spence Crawford Fight Week if you're here in Viva Las Vegas. And, and then, you know what? There are tickets. There are, no, it's free, actually. There are prizes. And if you if you yep. think you're a boxing novice, why don't you test your skills and answer some of his questions? Because you never know. And then Showtime also, gave us a lot of good prizes. So. Oh, it's Showtime stuff. Okay, yeah, well, show. Steven Espinosa, Steven we want some stuff. Yeah. 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 We're working you know, we could even do a pre-show. You know, I'm always going to keep pitching us. <laughs> Steven. Yes, she's tired of us at this point. <laughs> <He's> still talking. <laughs> we still talking. We are still talking. All right. He does have a nervous twitch when you guys come in the <laughs> Then we're going to start He's shadowing. Like they're back. <laughs> they're back. All right. Uh, you guys tune into another episode, but we appreciate you uh, to the best women's boxing show, period. I am Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf. See you guys at the fights. Bye, guys.